Welcome back to the Get Smart With Money podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hernandez. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and worked at a grocery store for almost 10 years. Back then, I didn't know what I should have been doing with the money I was making, but if I had, things would be a lot different for me. Luckily, being a financial planner now in life, I'm getting myself on track, and now I'm on a mission to help others get ahead financially too. I know the struggles, and I'm in this with you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Lynn Pruitt. She is a professional photographer in the Reno, Tahoe area. She does portraits, headshots, weddings, families, elopements, corporate, and product photos, just to name a few, and has been published in Designer Magazine, a local gated community magazine, and named one of the top photographers in the Reno, Tahoe area by Peer Space. So without further ado, Here's Lynn. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? <laughs> good. Good, thank you. All right. So first off, um, just tell us where you're from and about your family and just familiarize us with you. Well, um, so I, I'm from, I was born in Seoul, Korea on a military base. And then we came to the States when I was a baby. So I don't remember um, Korea <laughs> at all, but I would love to get back there one day. And... Uh, Lived in Oregon, Washington, uh, but grew up all my coherent life in Reno. Okay. I love Reno. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a good place to stay. Yeah, it's been, it's it's interesting. It's changing so much. Yeah. Some areas not for the better, but. What are you going to do? I still love the surrounding areas. So. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. You live right by a huge mountain <laughs> and you see the snow all the time. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. I'm a lake lover for sure. Mm-hmm. What are three words that best describe you? So, um, three words that I would describe myself, um, and maybe others would describe this too. So I'm tenacious. When I want something, I kind of go after it until I get it. Um, I'm loyal and kind, I guess. I don't. I don't know what else. It's so hard <laughs> to describe yourself. Every time somebody asks me that, I just think, oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a multi... I'm, I wear so many hats in that area to describe myself. Yeah. You know, good. like, I, I used to joke sometimes, oh, I'm like a carnival cruise. I'm the fun chip. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to have fun and joke around, so. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so what sparked your interest in photography and starting your own business? Oh my gosh. Well, I think the spark came when I was two. There's a photograph. I just found it today. I was going to show you when I saw you today. I'll show you (laughs) later. Um, My parents took me to Crater Lake. I'm now still the only child at this point. And we went on a family vacation to Crater Lake. And there's a photograph. Polaroid cameras were huge back in the 70s. And my parents had this Polaroid camera, the big, huge black one with like the flash bar on the top and it was like this square thing. It was crazy. And I wanted to take a picture of the island because we were at the lookout where the island is. And so they gave me the camera and they took a picture of me holding the picture that I took of Crater Lake. and <laughs> Well, the island of Crater Lake. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've been the one with the camera in my hand. Um, Christmases, I always ask, like, you know, five years old, seven years old, nine years old. 
I want a camera for Christmas. And I usually would get whatever the newest one, but you know, cameras back then were so much cheaper. Um, and then I just shot everything through high school. I was the kid who had the camera and, you know, was setting everybody up and lining them up. Okay, now don't move or, okay, do this or think about this or, you know, so it kind of, it, it was something that I didn't know was going to be a career, obviously, back then. But now, in hindsight, I think the universe was just setting me up to do this for a living. Sounds like it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always the one that, you know, and then when phones came out, you know, the cameras, you could flip the flip the screen around and do selfies. And so, you know, it's usually, oh, God, you're taking another selfie of all of us. <laughs> well, yeah, we're having so much fun. <laughs> so that's kind of how it organically grew and then COVID hit and as you know everybody you know people lost their jobs businesses closed um you know and if they didn't close they had less staff mm -hmm. or they were doing a lot of online things yeah like work from home and layoffs yeah, and exactly yeah, furloughs. exactly and so so a lot of my friends who did lose their jobs or their businesses um, it was super sad and it was super scary. But for me, um, it was really a turning point into figuring out photography for a living and, and doing this. Um, I'm, I like to research things before I jump in. Um, and at the same time, I just jumped in. I just thought, you know, I'm going to follow my dreams. I had some friends of mine back east who were photographers and... They had said, you know, you just one day, it was like at the beginning of COVID, they said, you should think about doing photography because, you know, your composition is amazing and, um, you know, take some classes or whatever. And I, I, I took that conversation, I it was like stored in the back of my brain and didn't really think much about it. And then, um, you know, a few months fast forward from that, from that conversation, um, we had caught up again on a phone call or FaceTime and you know, they asked me again, um, you know, well, what are you going to do? Have you figured out what you want to do? Because my wedding and event planning company, Personal Assistance Services, kind of tanked. Everybody was like, oh, we don't want you coming in our house. Because nobody knew anything then yeah. about, you know, the extent of this virus, of COVID-19 virus. And so, you know, I, I, you know, there was one client who continued to pay me for about 12 months, but then, you know, finally just couldn't do it anymore. And I was doing, you know, the leave it at the front door kind of a thing, you know, or whatever. Um, so it just gave me a ton of time just to think, what, what do I want to do? And, and I continued having these conversations with my friends back east. And they both said, you know, you should really do it. And here's what you can do. And here's, you know, the cameras we use. And, you know, but if you're not a Sony person, you know, just find the camera that, that you like that's intuitive to you. And so um, I point blank asked them, you know, well, how do you guys survive? <laughs> like, yeah. The amount of money that you make in photography. <laughs> and they said, girl, we make six figures every year. And in 2021, even in like the middle of COVID was one of their busiest years because now people are looking at doing outdoor weddings, you know, because indoor mm -hmm. venues were all closed and they couldn't. They couldn't open. And so people were finding creative ways. They said they did, did a ton of family photography sessions. 
and uh, got through COVID and said that, you know, they had some of the biggest money during those times, which was very surprising to me. So, again, I'm still researching stuff, looking at things, watching YouTube videos, reading articles, and continuing to talk to photography people that I know out of state who just are killing it. And so I just jumped in with both feet and thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to... I'm going to follow my dream because I enjoy it. I genuinely love getting up thinking I get to go out and photograph somebody or something, you know, mm-hmm. or someplace. And so that's kind of how it organically grew into me turning this into my second company and just kind of, you know, going for it, doing it full time. That's really cool. Yeah. I like it was that. scary. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> but it was exciting too, you know, because <laughs> I have a really great camera. I shoot. I, I'm a Canon shooter, so I shoot a Canon R5, and um, you know, it's just you know, it's just a matter of learning your camera. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's all kinds of tricks to learn about it, and staying up on the latest trends and unique little shot patterns or whatever is out there. You know, it's it's important to stay up to date. Yeah, everything changes. I mean, it's different from that that little brown square <laughs> Kodak yeah. point and shoot that I had that had the little flash. It had four you get four flashes on one square bulb, and it automatically turned. So you take a picture, it would flash, and then it would turn for you to the, the fresh flash. I mean, it's you know it's come a long way now. Yeah. My camera's a mirrorless, and it just you know it's like does everything it's, it's like a mirrorless camera a mirrorless camera does it's like a ferrari it's, it's so <laughs> great it's, it just it does it does so much for you and the, the the image stabilization aspect is is really great as well i mean you can you know change your speed and everything to to fix that but it's just it's interesting how far cameras have come yeah oh my god i didn't know that they had no mirrors now <laughs> yeah mirrorless camera jeez <laughs> Okay, um, so if anyone listening is wanting to be a photographer as well, um, do you have any tips for aspiring photographers in starting their own photography business, like mentors? Should they get a business or a life coach, or what kind of resources should they look into? You know, I well, a couple of things. Um, one of them, is a, a coach would be great. A business coach would be great. Um, I have one, and I have I have one that I met from my first company from wedding and event planning it um at the time she was in chicago she's now in arizona um the other thing i would recommend is getting a nice camera just spend the money on it and then just go out and shoot you know however many images you can a day and then go home and edit them because the more you shoot the more you edit you're going to learn about your camera number one and number two you're going to learn your editing style because everybody's editing style is different um, the software is a little bit intimidating at first, but then once you get used to it, it's just second nature. Everything is second nature on there. Because I had a business coach, I was able to tap into her teachings from my other company. So I really utilized a lot of the different techniques that I learned with her. Her name's Susan Fignar. She's amazing. I love her. Um, she's on to a new business venture now. She's in Arizona, but she is the epitome of class and grace and kindness. Um, I can't even say enough good about her because she just like, 
she's just this amazing human being. Um, her company at the time is called Pursue Inc. Um, I, I don't know the name of her new company now. Um, she's doing something different now. But the principles that she taught me, I was able to carry over into photography. So, so I had that leg up. And um, I would just go back and read some of the stuff that she would send um, and really utilize that. And then the other thing that I would suggest is conferences. Um, there, there's several photography conferences out there that, that you can go to that are pretty big ones. The one that I went, well, I went to two. I went to, one is called WPPI and one is called Wedding MBA. And I didn't care for Wedding MBA because I think they didn't cater enough to photographers. Um, I think if they had more speakers for photography, I think it would have made it great. So then that segues me into WPPI, which is only for photographers. So wedding MBA is for every wedding vendor, floral, cake, wedding planner, everybody. WPPI is only for photographers. What was so cool about that, and I can't even say enough about them as well, um, Jerry Gionis and his wife Melissa are amazing. Um, they are the ones who run that, um, that conference in Vegas. So again, I jumped in both feet and I signed up for the conference. It was like a couple hundred bucks at the time and um, went down there. I think I was down there for five days and you get to go on photo walks with other professional photographers um, who are award-winning. I mean, we're talking big awards that are like nationwide or worldwide awards, wow. not just on the local level. And um, one that stands out to me, Jason Vinson, uh, I went on a photo walk with him and, and I think I learned more <laughs> in one day from him than I think I could have done on my own in over a year. Awesome. I mean, he's just amazing, and and everybody down there was really kind, which I love, too. I, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I think when you go into anything, you hope that the people are going to be kind and really want want to see you succeed and, um, and teach you mm -hmm. something new that you don't already know. And everybody was excited. There was just this, this energy of excitement all the time, every day, all day, that we all got to go and sit in on these classes and listen to these speakers who, you know, are really leading in photography. And so I would highly recommend finding one. I want to say the other one is Im Imaging USA, maybe. Um, I haven't been to them yet. But I really enjoyed WPPI, and I enjoyed the people there, and I enjoyed the classes. And I think that if you're going to get into photography, definitely go to as many conferences as you can. You're always going to learn something. Um, I mean, I learned a ton. Yeah, so. and those places are where you network, too. Oh, for sure. In fact, I have a ton of people, you know, that are followers that, that I met down there that, you know, we follow each other now. And, yeah. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, you know, and, and if if you know, any of us needed help with, hey, I have somebody coming up your way to Tahoe. Can you, I can't go up there. Are you available? That's another way that we are able to network with each other. And they're just really cool. There's nobody down there that, that at least that I've met, um, that made me feel like 
they thought they were all that and right on you know bigger That's than good. bigger than me mm-hmm. you know um going back to Jason Benson he did this class we were in a dark room and the model was in a white wedding dress and we were playing with different colored lights but we were doing this drag so that it looked like you know there's there's a a few of her face in one image and <laughs> and and I was you know still learning my camera and he's a Sony shooter and so I'm like do you know how I can fix this and and this Canon shooter jumps and he's like oh let me help you I have that same camera and it was just so nice that somebody wanted to sh- just physically show me so put your settings here and then this is what you want to do and um and and I call him Lightbender in my brain. Nobody, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else calls Jason Vincent Lightbender, but he is a Lightbender. He does the most amazing things with light at weddings, at you know what, whatever he's shooting. Um, he just posted something he had shot the now Miss Universe when she was Miss USA. Um, he's a cool guy, and so I take the picture and. You know, I was super insecure. <laughs> so I was like holding my camera in front of him and I said, I don't know, is this what you're talking about? He goes, oh my, I totally made me feel like a million bucks. <laughs> that is the most amazing picture. I'm jealous. I wish I would have taken that one. <laughs> um, which I thought was so great because he was just so encouraging. Yeah. And didn't make anybody feel dumb. Nobody did down there. Um you know, there were there were some questions that were asked, and you you kind of think, oh God, there somebody's going to say something. But nobody <laughs> at any time ever made me feel small, and I think that that is a quality in the photographers that I like to be around. Yeah, definitely, which makes complete sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's it feels good to be nice. It feels good to accept kindness. Yeah, and it feels good to give kindness too. Well, and not have judgment just because you're asking a question. You know, there's there's a photographer in town that, you know, I was asking a question and they kept making me feel like I was, like, so small. And I'm like, I'm just, I just need your help. I yeah. just need you to help me understand, like, the why part because I just don't get it. Yeah. But I never at any time at this conference felt that nobody, nobody ever made comments like, oh, well, didn't you read this in your manual or didn't you do that or... Never. They just, they didn't care. They just, oh, let me show you. Yeah, because you're all there for one thing, you know? Well, it was just, I think it's also just kindness. You know, they were just kind people. They mm-hmm. just wanted to show me how to do stuff. There was one, one, at one point, I was at the Canon booth, and one of the Canon reps who was behind the counter letting us look at the lenses, um, I, I, was, I was trying to fix a setting on my camera, and... So he, he goes, can I see your camera? I said, sure. And so I gave it to him. But when he gave it back to me, all of my settings were changed. And I had, I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get all those settings back that I put in there? Luckily, there was this one girl there. And we still email back and forth. She works for Canon as well. And um, she totally sat there for, like, ages, it felt like, and just helped me fix my camera. <laughs> and, but never once made me feel... Like, you're an idiot and shouldn't be, photo- you know, taking photographs of people and getting money for it. Um, the other thing I would suggest is put your pictures out there. Um, that was the first conference I went to. And I thought, I'm just going to enter their rangefinder contest and just see. 
And, and what's cool about it is they'll give you a time when they're going to show your piece. And then there's like, I don't know, 10 judges up in this dark room. And then you're, you know, in the, the seats in the rows and there's a giant screen. So you can see your image up on this giant screen. And they're just sitting here like this, kind of leaning forward, talking to each other and whispering and, you know, and then they judge and then they give you a number. Well, I happened to miss mine because they moved it up two hours. So I was scheduled to go. But then when I got there, I sat through a whole thing of, and my image never showed up. So I just said, um, at the end, I didn't see my image. Um, and I've been here the whole time. And so they finally find it, you know, 30 minutes later. And they tell me, um, oh, we already, um, you know, we already voted and, and discussed your image, this and that. And I got something like a, 79 out of 92. I don't know what that, that 92, why that cutoff was 92. Maybe it was the highest person got 92. Maybe, I don't know. Because I would think it would go to 100. But anyway, and then they came to me and, and they they said, your work is saleable art. And that was the first time I had ever heard somebody say that who has been in this industry for decades. And I think if you're beginning, that'll really boost your confidence because you'll realize you have these professionals critiquing your work. And they critiqued it in a way that um, it was a picture of a, um, a mother and she was breastfeeding and I was coming over her shoulder with the shot and then focusing on the baby's face. So I asked them, well, what would have you know, brought me up higher in number for my score? And they just looked at me and laughed and they go, are you ready? And I said, yeah. And they said, all you had to do was crop it this much on the top. I just thought, oh. But it was so great because ever since then now, I look at my images, and if there's, you know, dead space that really doesn't need to be there, I'll crop it out. Okay. So I think that, that that's good because you'll get critiqued by professionals. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't super expensive. I think the most expensive part was getting my image. I had researched a ton of different companies and then um, I had um, a phone call with Jerry Gionis, who runs this whole thing. And, I mean, he I couldn't even believe that either. I'm like, how did I fall under this lucky star that he's taking my call? Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, because he's like this world-renowned, amazing photographer. And um, he was on the phone with me for at least an hour, easily. Wow. <laughs> and, and just you know, educating me. And so he had suggested, because I said, well, where should I, you know, where's the best place for me to get my image um, printed so I could get it sent to you? Because it has to be printed and then matted in a specific way. And um, he said, um, send it over to this place in Italy. And I'm just thinking, oh gosh, that's going to cost a fortune. But it really wasn't all that much. It was, um, it was really inexpensive. Really, I want to say it was 50 bucks for me to get it printed, matted, and shipped to me. And then once I opened it, I looked at it to make sure everything was good. And then I shipped it down to Vegas for the competition. So I would definitely enter as many contests as you can. And, you know, it can't hurt anything. You know, I you used to, too. In. Yeah. I used to enter in our little city contest every so many months. It would come up a few times a year. And I got one honorable mention one time. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And I did send them into a company in San Francisco, and I had them put them, uh, get them matted there. And 
it turned out awesome. Um, I think it was a shot of the Seattle skyline. The oh, one. very cool. Yeah, the one that was the one that was up for honorable mention. So oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, this, um, if, if any up-and-comer photographers are listening to this, um, Graphi Studio, it's G-R-A-P-H-I and then Studio, is in Italy, and they are the ones who uh, printed and matted my, my image. Um, so I would definitely, they were great. They were so easy to work with. Awesome. So I know that there's a few photographer Facebook groups because that's how I found you. Mm-hmm. How have you liked being in those groups? Um, it's interesting. Um, I like them because I get business out of them. Um, and then from there, I've gotten a ton of word of mouth. So I'll photograph somebody out of that group. And then there's this one lady who's sent me three or four clients easily. Nice. Um, and then she's also, you know, purchased several packages for me over the years. Um, I like them. I mean, you know, like any group, I think there's some, some drama that goes on in these, in these groups and people like to. Well, my experience, people like to kind of push you down, I guess, would be the way to say it. Yeah, that's just how people are. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that could be in any, you know, anything. I mean, you know, it's like that in every Facebook group that I'm a part of. You'll see some one person in there who's making trouble. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't had much of a negative experience in there, you know, knock on wood. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it is social media, and social media is sometimes toxic. Yeah, because, so. yeah, they let everybody on. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and one good thing is, you know, when you, um, like, I, I manage some Facebook groups, and part of the rules in the Facebook groups that I manage are, you know, you get a warning mm-hmm. if you're going to be nasty, and if you continue, then you're booted out of the group. Um, and there are a couple of the photography groups um, that I've seen. They've booted people out of there for whatever reason. I mean, I, you know, it was when I was first starting out. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually very unfortunate when you do come across these groups that obviously are there to help people connect about, like, photography or some sort of art or whatever, and then you get these people in there who are just kind of bad-mouthing other people, and it's like, why? We're all here for one thing. Why can't we all enjoy it together? Nobody is, like, trying to be better than the other. I would think we're all just here to enjoy one thing. You know what I think part of it is? You know, we can't all get along with everybody, right? As much as idealistically, I would love to be able to get, I would love to get along with everybody. But some people are just toxic and they're not kind. And, um, you know, and, and myself or somebody else may have an experience with them and it doesn't turn out great. What I've learned, and I, I try and teach my kids this very lesson, don't believe the word of another if you weren't there, if you weren't a part of it, it doesn't matter what everybody else is saying. It matters what your experience is with somebody. And I think people get jaded because they hear this, you know, squawking in one ear with a group of people who may not like one person. And then all of a sudden, now it's become their story in their mind. 
and then they, you know, they, they've talked their mind into thinking they've had this bad experience, and they haven't. Has that happened to me? Absolutely. Um, I've heard other photographer friends who that's happened to as well in, in this town. You know, we've related to each other on that level that, oh, yeah, it's, you know, this, this crazy thing. I think, um, you know, the takeaway is if you didn't have that bad experience with somebody, then just stop talking about it. Like, it's not your story to tell. Exactly. And, um, you know, and that's kind of led me to retreat into just this really small group of photographers that, you know, are kind, that I've worked with before, just amazing, who I love, you know, who I, I would trust them with, with anything in my business. Some of them have even used me, you know, to associate you for them because whether they were sick or whatever, and I have great respect for these people. But yeah, it is it is kind of clicky, and I think it's silly to be that way because, you know, I'm in my 50s, and these people are in their 20s and 30s, and so I know that we don't relate a lot <laughs> in the same way because they're just from a different generation. But, you know, my whole thing is if you're going to leave somebody out you might also be missing out on something super magical. So why would you want to do that? And it's sad. And it all comes down to mindset and just, you know, being the bigger person. Don't be judgy. Just be a normal person. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, and again, it just comes back to the most simplistic. You know, if we're going to use Occam's razor, for example, you know, the simplest explanation tends to be the right one, right? Mm -hmm. So... If we're going to use Occam's razor, then let's just say if, if it didn't happen to you, if you weren't there, if it has nothing to do with you, then just don't yeah. believe everything that you're hearing because I think that that happens a lot. Um, Unfortunately. You know, sadly. It is. Hey, my fellow wine lovers. Guess what? I do in-home wine tastings, and also, they're free. And I provide the wine. I can do these private wine tastings for 10 to 16 people, 21 and up, and I'm limited to the Reno Tahoe area only. If you're interested in booking a free tasting at a location of your choice for your bachelorette party or just a fun afternoon, please book a tasting with me using my Calendly link in the description. I can't wait for you to taste these exclusive wines. A lot of the people that I spend my time with aren't like that. They would never do that. But I noticed that there are these these clicks in photography, you know, in my town where yeah. it's just absolute silliness. And it's like if you don't have that experience with somebody, you know, and then it, I don't know. It's wasted energy. It really is wasted energy. And, and again, you're missing out on probably, you know, somebody who might be able to teach you something yeah. or, or that you might actually like had you not been hearing all of this nonsense over here. You know, just get to know that person one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. You know, but it you is know. what it is. And, and I think, you know, it also goes to, you know, your tribe will find you and you'll find them. And, you know, you won't, you won't have this, this drama. But I still think it's silly to have these cliques where, oh, well, you can't be a part of our group because it's not a right fit for you. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, how you don't, we've met once or, you know, maybe, maybe we've never met. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you don't know me. So I don't know how anybody could say that. But again, you know, I just take it with a grain of salt. I go do my own thing. I have amazing clients. I have a lot of five-star reviews. I, 
um, have repeat clients constantly. So, and you were named the top photographer in the Reno Tahoe area. Yeah, so, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I try not to give too much um, energy to it, but at the same time, I'm a human being and I'm sensitive, so things will hurt my feelings because. Um, it's nice to get along with people. You know, it feels better to get along with people than it does to have conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not always going to get along with everybody, but at the same time, I'm also super forgiving. My one friend um, had done something so mean to me. And, <laughs> and, you know, we didn't talk for a hot minute, but then we reconnected and my friend said, you're literally the most forgiving person I've ever met. <laughs> You know, but it's like, why hold a grudge? People make mistakes. We're all human beings. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we're human beings. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. When we make the mistake, hopefully we'll learn from that mistake and then do better next time. Yeah. And I live my life by that. Have I made mistakes? 1,000%. Just like everyone else. Um, but I'm at an age now where, you know, I, I want to learn from those mistakes because... You know, when you're in it and you realize, oh, gosh, I did this. This is so horrible. Um, you don't want to do it again, you know. And, and you also, I think the other thing that's important is, like, apologizing to people. You know, that's one thing I've learned that doesn't happen. You know, somebody will be rude to somebody else. They don't apologize. And you're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, a lot of people don't know how to apologize, mm -hmm. you know. Or they gaslight and say, well... The reason I act this way is because you, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's not an apology. Yeah, no, that just turns into narcissism and a whole can of other worms. Exactly. Gaslighting, <laughs> so. narcissism, like, okay. And perception, right? Everybody perceives something differently. So, um, you know, I could be, it, like, pricing. I was just telling a client this today, you know, um, giving them a price with something. And I said, well, you know, this was only $200, but I'm saying that loosely because what's what's not super pricey to me could be like the moon for you. So take it with a grain of salt. You know, everybody perceives things differently. We have to be open to um, allowing them that space. Um, yeah. You know, but it yeah, it's it's sad. I I have made some photographer friends along the way, and now some of them won't even you know return messages because of whatever drama they're caught up in that they're believing about me. And, and, and that's really sad to me. Um, this one guy comes to mind. I really, really admired this photographer. And I know that, that they're going through a ton, you know, but to not get responses or like get deleted, it's just, you know, it's hurtful. And it just, it's like, but why? Like, why wouldn't you come talk to me yeah. about something that was being said about me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, okay. You do you, whatever. Hopefully, you know, over time you'll you'll see that you made a mistake. Yeah. It's kind of small-minded. It is. Like it's that. sad, though, because because at one point, you know, I really look, at, I look back and I thought, gosh, I really liked you and I gave you all this energy and I, I, and I made space for you. And, yeah. and I thought that you were somebody different than you are right now. Yeah. You know, but you know what they say. You know, you, you don't really know somebody 
until you have a conflict. Yeah. And then how they behave then oh, yeah. is who they really are. Oh, yeah. And, and so it opened my eyes. But then the grief, my one girlfriend, um, she writes these blogs, and she's amazing, and I love her, and she's beautiful and full of light and love. And, um, and she posted something recently about the grief that we have to go through after that loss of a friendship or, you know, a relationship of any kind. And it's so true because I actually went through that with this photographer. I just thought, you know, like, I know you're going through like a ton this year, but I genuinely liked you as a human being um, and kind of looked up to this person, which then made the grief even worse because I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But again, hopefully, you know, over time, I think, I think they have their own amount of spiritual growth that they need to get to, you know, in that same frequency of just not being so judgy about another human being, you know, spiritual growth in an area involving other human beings. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Is what it is. That's... Good way to put that. (laughs) (laughs) But I still love them, and I still send them light and love and good energy, and and hopefully it'll reach them, and we'll reconnect one day. Yeah, I hope so. So, do you use this Facebook group to really market your business? Um, What else do you use? Yeah, I mean, you'll see a lot of photography, which I'm sure when you were looking for me, and you know, there's a like, you know, two hundred photographers pick me pick me yeah pretty much you know we're we're all using that as a platform to try and and get that client you know if somebody says I'm looking for um you know an elopement photographer and you know so my spiel is always the same it's you know hi I'm Lynn Proof Photography my website is this if you're interested in my packages head to my website and go to the contact us page and fill out that form and then I'll get my pricing out to you. Um, and then I leave some photographs of elopements. Or if it's family pictures, I'll leave photographs of family stuff. And, um, you know, usually they'll reach 99% of the time people will reach out. Um, but it's a great medium to get business when you're, you know, when you're slow season or, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to get. Um, business as a, a newcomer mm-hmm. into the industry. I mean, when I first started, that's the only medium I used because nobody else would see me. You know, I, I spent, gosh, almost a whole year taking photographs for free for families, for headshots, for whatever, um, because um, I didn't feel confident enough to charge because I thought, well, I'm you know, I don't have a portfolio, so I need to get it together. So that was kind of the first thing, get that portfolio together and just shoot everything. And, uh, you know, get invited to second shoot for other photographers at weddings um, to build up your portfolio. So if you want to go into weddings and events, um, you know, highly recommend um, going second shooting with somebody. Um and that's that's about that's about it. I think everything else has been word of mouth. I mean, I've every I have a, a question on on my form, you know, that says where'd you hear about us or something like that or who referred you, and 
gosh, I'm going to guess just at least 98% of them are like referral or from, and then they would give the name of the, wow. the client. So that's been amazing because I just feel like that's one of the biggest compliments you can get is when somebody else is saying she's amazing to work with, our pictures are amazing, the kids loved her, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they want to say about it. I think that's the ultimate, you know. That's the goal. The ultimate hug of you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and before you were saying that you do traveling photography and stuff? Yeah, I just started that um, last year. I wanted to get into like travel elopements, like destination weddings, or if families are going on vacation and. Um, a client of mine from my other company, I met them because one, they used to be my children's dentist, and then um, the wife had gone through a pretty horrific struggle with breast cancer. And she had her baby, her youngest baby, gosh, it was like not viable age, so like weeks. Wow. And, um, you know, this child is healthy and growing up and a teenager and amazing and beautiful. And um, so the, the husband had reached out to me and he said, hey, are you still doing planning? And I said, he said, I know you're doing photography, but are, do you still have the other company? And I said, well, for you guys, yeah, what do you mean? Because, <laughs> I mean, we just had this history, you know, and she was going through cancer um, you know, I got them free rooms on the concierge level at the Ritz-Carlton in San Francisco and free Airbnbs. There's a grocery store that gave them free groceries. Um, and I just made the call, you know, like, hey, I've got this this person in our town. They're going to be coming down to your area for cancer treatment, which is four hours away, um, you know, every week. Um, they've got small children. At the time, their kids were really little. You know, so we've just, we've had this long history with each other. And so when the husband reached out to me, of course, I jumped on it. And I just said, you know, he wanted to plan this 25th wedding anniversary um, in the Bahamas and, you know, get a mega yacht and um, just have it really be decadent for his wife and his children. He had a couple of people, a couple vendors that he knew he wanted to hire. And, um, and it morphed into me photographing the whole like, 12, 10, 12 day trip. <laughs> um, yeah, we stayed two days at Baja Mar, which is the rival hotel of Atlantis in the Bahamas. And then the rest of the time was on this media. It was just an interesting experience. It was the first time I had, I had gone through customs out of the country right? <laughs> uh, with my passport and I got a stamp in it, my first stamp. <laughs> and, um, and that was super exciting. Um, and I brought my daughter, we had decided to bring my daughter, um, the husband, because I had mentioned to the husband, well, you've got all the boys and you've got this one girl. And my daughter's close to the same age and you know, your daughter would have somebody to hang out and she could be my assistant like Carrie Gear and stuff. And then hang out with you know, the other girl. And so it turned out that that I brought my daughter along as my assistant. It was just photographing every day. I mean, every day I had bought a dome for my GoPro 
so I could do some underwater stuff. We swam with nurse sharks. We fed iguanas on Iguana Island. We, you know, were in the water and on the beach with pigs, held, <laughs> held baby pigs, and went into, it's called Thunderball Grotto. It was in a James Bond film. Just, you know, enjoyed the Bahamas. So that was, that was dipping my toes into it with the photography. I want to say I shot, God, easily. It was close to 10,000 images that I shot that whole trip. Wow. Because I shot, because the first day we were at a water park at Baja Marnes, this huge, I mean, huge, massively huge water park. It was so amazing. <laughs> and the husband had said, I want the best cabana there. I want the biggest one. I don't care how much it costs. I want the biggest cabana. <laughs> I said, okay. It, luckily, it wasn't that much. I want to say it was like 800 bucks for this cabana. And it, you know, you got food and drinks and refrigerators and bathroom and just, it was amazing. And it was perched up on this by itself. All the other cabanas oh, wow. were like right next to each other. <laughs> but this one's like perched above the wave pool. And, <laughs> and it was, it was just decadent. It was just decadent. <laughs> I, I was, so I was in charge of planning and photographs. So, you know, before we left, I did all the planning, put my event planner hat on and did pricing on all the, the mega yachts and which one we wanted to go on and what it would give us where we could, where we could go. Planning the excursions and I was planning, the, you know, the husband really relied on me, like, what should we do and this and that and the other. And I said, well, how about swag bags for everybody? So I bought the kids these waterproof backpacks and then stuffed them with just the coolest swag. So um, the boys, there's a certain brand of swim trunks they liked. So I got each of them, I want to say three pairs of shorts, a couple of shirts, their favorite candy. So each kid had their own favorite candy. And it was all covert, mind you. The wife knew nothing about this. So... And we kept this from her for about almost a year. <laughs> so it was like planning, 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 planning. She knew something was up towards the end, but we were like, kids, you better not say anything to her because we want this to be like an epic surprise for her. Because the husband had been down to the Bahamas a lot of times. I, I think he said the wife never had been. And the kids hadn't been. So, you know, it was like this new experience for his whole family. And uh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I mean, it was planning details down to the husband said, I want conch salad on the beach one afternoon or one night. We didn't get it on the beach, we got it on the yacht, and I had never eaten conch salad, so that was like something totally new and interesting and, wow. and fun. <laughs> but it really opened my eyes to one. What gear do I really need to bring? Because I overpacked. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then um, now that I have a drone, obviously I would take my drone and, you know, get aerial shots and different things for people. Awesome. But it is definitely something that I aspire to gravitate towards in my business because, um, you know, like when I'm on vacation, I don't want to have to carry the camera. I don't want to have, like, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to enjoy it, Right. And so, you know, if somebody says, hey, we want to go to Bora Bora, but we really don't want to deal with cameras and we want to get professional photos there, like if it's a couple or if it's a family, um, 
I want to be able to offer that to people because you're, you're going to get epic photos. And if you're in an epic location like Bora Bora, you know, or Iceland or some, some place like that, it's really inexpensive to bring me along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is true. <laughs> it's just an airplane ticket. You pay for my lodging and feed me, you know, buy one of my packages. You know, there, there's travel fees also obviously involved, right? But, but you're going to get epic photos in a place where you don't live that you probably or you might only see once in a lifetime, you know, so make it count, you know, get pictures to carry on because I see these, I see these photographs, um, of the 1800s, like those, those really old, cool pictures and how the people dressed and, and like nobody smiled back then, which was interesting to me, (laughs) but, but you know, that's our history, right? You get to see where we came from as a nation or in your lineage, mm-hmm. you know, Abraham Lincoln with that black coat and his beard and that black really tall, tall hat, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. you get to see a, a time in history, you know, kind of like when Zemeckis made Back to the Future, I thought it was so cool that, you know, the different times they imagined mm-hmm. where we would be as a, as a species, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like we'll have hoverboards, or, you know. <laughs> Or, or, you know, all of these things, um, the, the four, the 3d or is it 4d, maybe 4d images up on the screen and it looks like it's going to like it, like you can touch yeah, it. Isn't there they 40? have those in New York. <laughs> oh, like I just saw yeah, one, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. so, and you're looking at it and you're thinking, oh my God, that car's going to drive out. And you're like, oh, kind of like ducking <laughs> a little bit, you know, but time changes and, and tech changes and you look back at these women, you know, like you look at Bridgerton. I don't know if you watch this show. I love that show. Well, the first season I loved. I don't know about the second season, but, you know, these women, they're in these super long dresses and petticoats. and Oh, the show Bridgerton? Yes. Okay. And you're just like, wow, that must have been brutal to have to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> go oh, my God. Hike up your dress. and Or were <laughs> they in an outhouse then? Like, did they even have indoor plumbing? I don't know. But... Yeah, um, they don't go over that in the shows. Yeah, <laughs> so. You know, so, but I mean, but you see that in a photograph, you know, or I see these old pictures of Reno, um, like when the Mapes was there, you know, in the 70s and uh, um, Harold's Club and all these old, and you see the really old, you know, Ford, is it the Model T? Yeah, but you see that stuff, right? You're just like, man, look at it. And then you look at, you know, downtown Reno now, and you're like, wow. Yeah, now there was, like, nothing around here either. (laughs) Right, but we wouldn't know what it looked like. We wouldn't know what Virginia Street used to look like. Yeah, Had we not had a photographer Mm -hmm. who was sitting at the top of some building, shooting down Main Street um, to show us what it looked like back then. You know, and now we're cherish, cherishing those images. So in travel photography, same thing. I want your entire lineage to cherish those images of you at Bora Bora. And I know I keep going back to Bora Bora because I really want somebody to hire me to go to Bora Bora <laughs> to photograph. But that's my goal. That's where I. That's where I'm. I'm focusing my energy is trying to get there. So so I'm also still doing a lot of education and and learning from other photographers that do this for a living, like, how did you do this? Or, you know, how do you price this out? Or what gear did you take and why? Mm-hmm. Um, how many batteries did you take? You know, all those kind of questions that would go along. And, you know, like, did you have 
you know, I saw that you were here. There's no electricity. How do you charge stuff? You know, oh, I bought this thing and you just solar, you know, this solar thing and you just pack it in your, one of your check bags. So just learning. I'm just still, you know, learning. I want to keep doing. I, I, I really want to keep pushing to go down down Bora Bora. <laughs> I want to go to Bora Bora. Somebody hire me to go to Bora Bora, please. <laughs> Let me photograph you in clear kayaks and take my drone out and, you know, get that giant mountain that's in the bay there at Four Seasons. That'd be so <laughs> cool. Oh, and do you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram. It's Lynn underscore Pruitt underscore photography. So it's L-I-N underscore P-R-U-E-T-T underscore and then photography. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then Facebook is just Lynn Pruitt Photography. And I, I just started a TikTok because my teenager thinks that I need one. So I'm still learning TikTok. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of TikTok because I don't understand it all the way yet. But I'm sure once I understand it, it'll just come easier. But Yeah, uh, one of my friends really wants me to get TikTok and then... It's not super bad. It's just, um, you know, it's just learning. I mean, like, it, you know, for example, Instagram. You know, my daughter was doing all these boomerangs, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. how did you, what is that? I want yeah, to teach me. Yeah, people are like, eh, eh, yeah, like, somebody <laughs> teach me how to do this. And so my teenager was teaching me how to use Instagram. But now she's kind of like, Instagram, at first it was Facebook is for old people, so then all of her generation was doing Instagram. And now every, her generation is doing TikTok and Snap and which I hate Snapchat. I'm sorry, whoever owns Snapchat. Snapchat. I'm sorry, but I just don't love Snapchat. Yeah, no, me either. Because I think it's a sneaky web. I think it's a sneaky app. Like you can like <laughs> do stuff and bully people, and then your stuff is like gone forever. Yeah, after 24 hours. <laughs> so dumb. But TikTok isn't bad. So what I do is I'll take uh, I'll take my Instagram reel because because they have a lot of templates that I like on there. And then I make it, and then I save it to my device, and then I share it to Facebook and TikTok. Right, yeah, that's a really cool marketing strategy that I've noticed people do. You just record something one time, and you can share it to several different platforms. Yeah, Instagram doesn't have it to where you can share it to TikTok, but they do have a button that says share to Facebook. Yeah, And then you can yeah. pick which Facebook well, profile you can send it to. Facebook owns Instagram. Now, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, no, I mean, if you have it just on your camera roll on your phone, you can just upload it wherever. Just make it one time and... Well, and it's cool because on the Instagram ones, it'll save the audio also. So... Really? Yeah. I like, want to say on TikTok, it didn't save the audio. I could be completely wrong. Huh. I know on one of them, it didn't save the audio. And so I just started using um, Instagram because it saves the music and whatever. And then I can transfer it over to... Facebook and Insta and uh, TikTok. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, come find me. Come follow. My Instagram is always the most up to date. That's where I post everything first. I like I like Instagrams, um, the way their images are presented, because you don't have to like on Facebook. I mean, I guess you could go to the photos tab on Facebook and then look at everything, mm -hmm. but it's so much easier and it looks cleaner on Instagram. It does. Because it's all like a grid. Yeah. And you can just like scroll on it's one neat. page. Yeah. yeah. It's, just cl it's clean. And I like that clean format. Yeah. I think Facebook is kind of, to, in my mind, Facebook is all over the place, but then, but then, and, and there's a lot of drama on Facebook, but then on Instagram, <laughs> it's just clean. Yeah. It, I like the presence of, of the way 
I, timeline area list. Yeah, I definitely prefer Instagram over Facebook, but some people kind of, you know, they go the other way, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta promote this podcast in both places, and I'm like, yeah, okay, all of the places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the places I can. I guess TikTok might be my next one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not bad. Once you get used to posting, you'll get it. It's yeah, fairly straightforward, but st- there's little areas where I'm like, wait, what is that button for? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, my friend's gonna teach me. I'm sure if I have any questions, she's like, you need to get it. You need to get it. You need to get TikTok. I'm like. Oh. God, I don't want it. Like, yeah. I don't want it. Another damn social media. Can't there just be one? Yeah. I mean, I'm coming from MySpace days. That's how old I am. Like, I was like, I had a MySpace. we were on MySpace. Yeah. And, and I was right when it came out is when I got on that. And and it was great because it was like one place. Yeah. You didn't have to go to multiple sites. It would be cool if there was just like one melting pot of a social media spot where just you could just do it in one place. But, yeah, it would be cool. But yeah. it's... Not like that. Um, and if anybody goes and checks out her Instagram, which you should, go and look for the pictures of me. Yeah, and her puppy. Yeah, so there's a photo there where I'm in a cowboy hat and shorts, and I'm sitting on the, on a log, and my dog is looking up at me and smiling at me. Your pity. My pit bull. Oh, my gosh. She is the cutest girl. <laughs> so sweet. And she even photographed well. Yeah, I mean, there's several. There were several pictures where she was looking straight down the barrel. My lens. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bring your fur babies to your portrait sessions, yeah. please. Oh I want God. all the puppies. Yeah, she does great. Like any kind of animal photos that you. She's got really good horse photos. That's oh yeah, the horse ones are cool too. Yeah, they're so cute. They are cute. Yeah. They were fun. Yeah. yeah so. I just love that you do, like, a huge variety of photography, and you're good at everything. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. I try. I'm still, you know, it's it's practice, every like everything in life, you know, because new tech comes out, and then you've got to practice with that, and, yeah. you know, new techniques that you see from other photographers that you want to learn, and um, currently learning that this other one, I did some senior portraits of this boy um, that goes to my daughter's high school. You know, I was getting some instruction from this other photographer who lives somewhere in the Midwest, I think. And and I just kept looking at his photographs thinking, dang, those are so cool. <laughs> and so I, you know, did the education and learned and and started doing it myself. And, and the photo session I got of this kid was epic. There's like one picture that stands out of him like throwing a football down. And it's just <laughs> the coolest picture <laughs> every time I look at it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm behind my, cam- my uh, you know, I'll upload all the images to my computer, and then I'm calling and picking the best ones, and, and oh, that's me, like, the whole time. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Look at that one. And, and I know other photographers do it because we joke about it. I'm like, do you ever sit behind your screen of your computer, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Look at that one. <laughs> They're like, yes, we do it all the time. I'm like, okay, good. I'm not the only one. <laughs> but... That's good. Yeah. That's good. So learning new <laughs> techniques, you know, applying them in different areas, just trying to be more well-rounded. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Um, I really hope that I can be a second shooter sometime with you. Just yeah, one let day. me know. One um, day. Yeah, I love doing weddings. Kind of like the whole reason that you like to go, like, traveling with people, because you could be there and experience the whole thing, too, but also, like, make money and work and do what you love. 
So yeah. I love going to weddings. Weddings are a party. <laughs> weddings cool are fun. Everybody's happy, right? Everybody's, yeah. Everybody's happy and, and lighthearted and giggly and and the energy is just so yeah so light the energy and, is always good. really good and then when you get those pictures of people crying and like I know, you know one like... of one of my one of my clients just messaged me I did her wedding this year or in 2022 and I just delivered her gallery and you know she wrote me the sweetest message she's like oh my god I'm completely in love with my images you really captured everything perfectly and it took me exactly back to the day Cool. And I just thought, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to do. That's that's the reaction I want from my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was it, it's the best feeling to be able to give somebody something that they're going to cherish forever. Right. You know, and now they're gonna they're like, when we get pregnant, yeah, I'm like call me up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's go do maternity pictures. Yeah. So yeah, that's super exciting. I really want to start my photography business at some point still. But yeah. um, you're my mentor. You know that, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll try. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you again for being here. That was really fun. And I hope a lot of people got value out of that. If you do want to be a photographer, uh, follow her on Instagram. Find your website. www.lynnpruitt.com. So it's L-I-N-P-R-U-E-T-T.com. Okay. Yeah, that will be in the description of this episode. And please don't forget to share, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Thanks, guys. So I have some questions for you. Do you need to improve your knowledge about how money works? Are you sick of workplace drama? Are you someone who likes helping others? Would making extra money help you? Do you have a why? If you answered yes to these questions, I'm looking for you. I want driven individuals to join me in financial services. New leaders, new friends, and humans who just want to be around other like-minded humans. Most importantly, someone willing to show up for themselves and do whatever it takes to get ahead. Is that you? If it is, go book a Zoom call with me today using the Calendly link in the description of this episode. And share this with anyone you know that can answer those questions just like you did. I can't wait to meet you.